And we're live. Right. <clears throat> is so, it live or is it Memrex? You're a little too young for that commercial, but Memrex is that like a VHS tape? Uh, not VHS, but audio tape. Yeah. Oh, okay. Memrex uh, cassette tapes were so much more high quality than everyone else. Oh, I'm like, it's magnetic cassettes. media. It's all the fucking same. Cassettes. Okay. I didn't know that at the time. I do now. But yes. So that was their commer- that was their big tagline commercial. Is it live or is it Memorex? Like it's so, it's so good that it's so good. You couldn't <laughs> tell the difference. And you're like, oh wow, it's an old Memorex of uh fucking I don't know, Dallas. Let's give it a listen. You're like, geez, this sucks. Like this is Terrible. The audio. You ever, you ever like watch an old VHS? No. You ever done that? Not even a little bit. As soon as DVDs came around, man, I stopped watching VHS. Oh, man. They are horrible. horrible well, yeah. Quality. I mean, you have to think about it. You, I guess somebody might be nostalgic like people are nostalgic for fucking eight tracks or for actual vinyl, but. At least vinyl is like, you know. You can get some vinyl nowadays that's like really, really high quality audio. It's, I mean, it's never going to be digital, right? So, I mean, you really have to be into the the additional noise that comes with vinyl. As long as, as long as the digital is uncompressed, it's pretty good. But I mean, like MP3s. Well, MP3 is a terrible compression format. Even an MP4 is not that high quality. No, go to like FLAC or some or something a lot a lot better. Yeah. All right, you uh news. Yeah, you ready to get into this? Yeah, I got I got a I got a couples. All right, go for it. Um, I think I'm gonna go with. The, this one was on the men's room just the other day, but I had to look it up. Uh, Oregon City installs 37-foot fork believed to be world's tallest. Tallest, excuse me, tallest. Tallest. A fork. At 37 feet. Uh, what is your source for this? Besides the men's room? Yeah, like did you look it up? I am, like I'm looking at it right now. What what site did you use? I just uh, UPI. UPI, okay. Oh shit! They got a video too. Oh, that yeah. is a legit fork. The legit fork. I'm like, first off, like, where is this? An Oregon city is seeking a Guinness World Record for the tallest fork after installing a 37 foot tall utensil outside the new food cart plaza. The city of Fairview. Uh. So again, I you know I listened to the men's room, and um, they were talking about this this last week, and I got I got to go with thrill on this. Like if I'm another city, I'm waiting. I, like this is going to become like the race for the tallest you know building in the world. I'm going to right you know back in the 30s in, in New York City. I'm going to wait till the very end, and then I'm going to erect my radio tower at the very last second so you won't see the 20-foot radio tower that I put at the top, at the tip of my building to make it taller than yours. Oh, right. So you don't put a, like, whatever size fork. You, like, 
make like a foundation pillar in a building fork shaped and you build it all the way to the roof and then you just put you know the fork prongs at the roof you're like well so so you see how they have like the when you look at it it's like a basic shape fork right right my ass would do like the decorative end that you see on a lot of forks oh yeah like collectible utensils and stuff yeah well not like the fancy forks and knives how they have you know like sometimes they'll just have that little um instead of it just being a regular fork it like comes up to a tip right i would do that but i'd use that as like a topper that goes on like oh wow like we had plans to do a 35 foot fork and you guys beat us oh darn you got us at 37 feet oh wait i forgot about the eight foot you know, top <laughs> on the end of our fork. Now we are like, like, fuck you, Fairview. Right. Just the way they did it in the like twenties and thirties when they were, everybody was racing to have the tallest building in the world. Well, here's what I don't get. Isn't that like, depending on what kind of metal that's made out of now, it's just a giant, uh, lightning rod, lightning rod. Isn't it? Yeah, right. Like, don't put that near any, Freaking children during... Like, I'm looking at the picture of this. There's a gas station right across the street from this fucking fork. Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like a Chevron station. Yeah. <laughs> Let's blow up the city of Fairview with if fucking this, <laughs> our fork. If this is actually, like... Like, if there's any copper in there, if there's any... If there's any iron, like... <laughs> Right, like it's, ju- it's hey, a huge lightning rod out here, guys. Right next to a fucking gas station. That's funny. Like, oh shit! I didn't even think about that. I wonder how much. Like it had. Like it. You can't use a precious metal, which wouldn't be conductive, right? So this has to be made out of like steel and shit. Yeah, so you know that thing's going to be. A, you're right. It's going to be a giant lightning rod. And heaven forbid, one of those freaking transformers ever goes blows up around it like right all that electricity into the air i mean i Uh, guess it could be made of you know like ceramic or something like that i doubt that would hold up to winds but maybe Uh, i'm no structural engineer so don't take my although i did stay at a holiday Inn express once so so i mean Nickel, brass, zinc, aluminum, copper, silver, gold. I mean, there's tons of there's tons of metals that can't be in that. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you think about all the the most common non-conductive material. What are you left with? What are you uh, going to make out of paper, paper glass, shape? rubber, porcelain, ceramic, plastic? Porcelain would probably hold up, like, you know, porcelain has pretty good rigidity, especially if they did, if they did a skeleton out of some, some other material and then just did a porcelain overlay over it. Or if it has, you know, some kind of rubber footing, but I would assume because it's. I mean, I don't see any grounding points like when that first picture here, you're looking at the bottom of it. It's a big fucking metal plate. Yeah, it's a giant metal plate. I don't see any like 
huge grounding straps that you would actually need, although you can't see one edge of it, so maybe it's on that edge. Maybe but it's I on doubt the other it. side. I don't, I don't know. This is this is like this the city, um, the the city council is like, yeah, we should do a giant fortress. Get us on the map. We'll be the tallest fork in the world. Blah blah blah. That's awesome. Let's spend five hundred thousand dollars to have this thing built, and nobody thinks about, oh hey, this might actually electrocute people. This well, might actually blow up our fucking town. Well, the thing is, the second tallest fork, a thirty-five foot fork, is in Missouri. Missouri. So I got to think that other fork probably just as much of a uh, a lightning conductant. Oh, especially in Missouri. In Missouri, right? You'd think, you know, Tornado Alley. Tornado Alley, yeah. So that one, like I'm saying, like it, it's, it's probably some sort of porcelain overlay, I would imagine. I would hope. <laughs> you know. But then again, like, when Boeing first released the, which plane was it? The one that was supposed to be like the next big thing, like the the E7 or whatever. Like this plane will be, we won't build it here in the plant. We'll just put it together here in the plant. And all the other parts will be made everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And it'll be made super lightweight, super strong, blah, blah, blah. And they sent the plans out for everything. And it was like a bunch of the people on the line were like, oh, hey. Did you guys forget something there? And they're like, no, this plane is beautiful. It's awesome. And they're like, what happened to, like, the reason the plane is made out of, you know, aluminum and, and whatnot is because it conducts electricity and allows the, and there's a shunt at the back of the plane that allows the electricity to flow through the plane and out the bottom. Oh, God. So they built a... Built a plane out of like ceramic or whatever that lightweight material was that right. doesn't conduct electricity at all. Yeah. And when you're even on, on clear days, when you're flying through the, the upper, you know, when you're flying through the air like that, you're flying through static electricity. Right. So there's no, way, there was no way for them. So they're like, that's why God, I want to say it was like the E seven. That's why it was like, Oh yeah, it's going to come out print. We have everything in sort right. And it's going to come out on this date. And then they had to push it back another year. Well, not only that, but how are you gonna how are you gonna relay to any of the towers or anything like that? If yeah, there's there's nothing to ground it. You can't if a it's not grounded and b there's nothing there's no connectivity whatsoever. Right. Yeah. So and the, and and to Boeing's credit, I mean that's why they put the things out there. That's why after you know the engineers design everything. Oh, this is great. Blah blah blah. And then they release it out to all their employees because specifically for things like that. Like, right. Oh my God. Like we, you know, engineered this thing from top to bottom and nobody thought about the fuselage actually <laughs> conducts electricity for a reason. Right. So that you're not walking through a giant freaking electrical zapper. Hilarious. Anyways. So yeah, giant fork in Oregon. Supposedly to be uh, an attraction, like people are like, first off, is that still a thing? Like, do people still go look for the world's largest, whatever, ball of belly button lint or whatever the fuck out there? Well, I got to think there is a new trend of people like, um, you know, retiring to RVs and stuff like that. 
Well, I mean, that I get. So, so I'm sure with like the lockdowns kind of being gone and, and mandates and stuff going away, there's going to be a lot more people traveling. There's going to be a big boom in tourism here pretty soon. So it's not. It, a, it gonna, uh, so tourism is going to end up being like the um, Catholic schoolgirl syndrome. Like now that we've got a little bit of freedom, we're just going to fucking go hog wild. I think so. I think it's it's probably not a bad gimmick. Right. But will the, will you get the ROI on it? Like, that's the question. Like, whatever they spent, like this thing has to easily has to be half a million. I mean, in material, in material and labor. Come on, that that easily has to be half a million. Let's see. Let's go to. Oh, there's a four. There's a four oh four. You entered. Yeah, there's a four oh four. Um, error for fair the city of Fairview for this. <laughs> so that means that there's the fork. Yeah, the that means that the the city's website got inundated um, and exposed a flaw. Giant fork will be on display. Yada yada. Apparently, it's an attraction for a food plaza. Well, and, and I get that. So but I guess it's like again, a, the it's city like council has, to, has to have paid, had to uh, approve it, and have paid for it. There's, like, there's no way that the you know, some Sabaro's Pizza and fucking Cinnabon franchisee owners <laughs> are going, yeah, let's all kick in, you know, forty thousand dollars and let's get this giant fork because everybody will come running to our food plaza. Like, no. Those places barely survive as it is. Trust me, I fucking manage places like that. So they're considered the world's tallest now, but we're going to take that honor. Hold on a second. Oregon welcoming a new landmark that could be the world's tallest fork. Now in Fairview at 40 feet tall, 5,000 pounds, the fork sculpture was manufactured in McMinnville as part of the city of Fairview's food cart plaza project. As for inspiration for the fork concept? Almost as a joke, uh, the architect uh, put in a, um, a fork in the rendering for their drawings. And everybody loved it. And so we decided to pursue making a, a world record height fork. Well, the Guinness Book of World Records still needs to certify the fork is, in fact, the tallest on Earth. The food cart plaza set to open in April, drawing tourists with great food and now a great landmark for the city of Fairview to draw in visitors. Springfield, Missouri has a fork that's 35 feet tall outside an ad agency building there. So they're considered the world's tallest now, but we're... Okay. That's bizarre. First off, I mean, the the food court one, I understand. That one I get. So to me, it sounds like the city council footed the whole bill. So the city of Fairview paid for this. Right. A 40-foot fork, not 37, or 37-foot fork, whatever it is. Why would an ad agency use a giant fork <laughs> like why I don't, I don't know man these are these that are the, together at all well again it's you, you know how like in advertising they they use ads and marketing that are like For bizarre sure. and don't make sense specifically so that you'll pay attention to them like that's the gimmick that's the okay so like it's like, so not it's so weird that you you're that you end up paying attention to it. Exactly. Okay. 
Because I'm thinking like, oh, who's going to go on the trip to see the largest I whatever mean, go? Oh, wow. Look at look at I us, really man. Really we've spent almost we've spent almost 15 minutes bullshitting about a fork. <laughs> it clearly works. It really. There you go. All right, let's move on. Your pick. <laughs> okay. Shit. So, uh, forty thousand. On the on sign off that good job Fairview. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey. We're all talking about you. Congratulations. <laughs> so much that your website is down. Right. Okay. So four thousand luxury cars were left smoldering at sea after oh. Oh. a cargo ship caught fire. Yeah. The it was um the Volkswagen electrical cars. I I remember reading this one. Um, yes. There's a container ship from one of the Volkswagen groups because you know Volkswagen owns like Porsche and a bunch of other brands. And Porsche, Bentley, Audi. Lamborghini. Yeah. It's all, it's all can't, yeah, I can't remember. But one of the um batteries in the cars caught fire, which then caught other cars on fire and basically everybody abandoned ship and they had to just fucking yes. let it sink. Four hundred million dollars ouch worth of luxury vehicles. The Felicity's Ace journey from Germany to Rhode Island was cut off at the Western shore of Portugal. It was full of Lambos, Porsches, Bentleys, and Audis. And the 22 crew members on board had to jump ship before it sank. Uh, It wasn't until six days later that the fire began to calm after two tugboats arrived with firefighting equipment to douse the ship. So this, this ship was literally smoldering for six fucking days. That's how bad the fire was. Because well, yeah, and because it's that type of an electrical fire, like you, it's not like if it sank, it wouldn't have gone out. No, because those lithium fires are really, they burn until all the material really, is gone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's see. that's yeah. I remember. I remember reading. That, I'm like, oh damn, that's gonna sink. I didn't know the like, like all the cars that were on there. And I didn't know the total amount, but damn. Volkswagen just took it in the pants. Okay, so when considering maritime law, there are two ways to cash in on the unmitigated disaster of a sinking ship, the law of fines and Mm -hmm. the law of salvage. So in this instance, the ship is still owned by the the OSK lines, which I guess is uh, this German maritime company. Felicity Huffman boat, whatever it's called. Right. (laughs) Felicity Huffman. (laughs) So its contents are still very much of interest to the insurance companies in the Volkswagen group, especially considering it was carrying high-end custom models, Lambos, etc. So the law of salvage, which was created to encourage camaraderie at sea, is in exchange for a reward here. According to the law, anyone who risks their own safety to help a fellow person at sea is entitled to a reward after returning the vessel's contents to its rightful owner, typically to the tune of 10 to 20% of the total property value, and sometimes even as high as half. So with $400 million worth of vehicles, there's basically a bunch of salvengers that are trying to collect on this because there is roughly about $150 million worth of rewards out there. Holy crap. Just sinking in the Atlantic ocean. Did it actually sink or you said it was off the coast of Portugal, right? Yep. 
did it make it out of the Met, or is it like in the Atlantic uh, and like on the Atlantic Ocean, or is it in the Met? Uh, no, it's in it's in the ocean right now. It's okay. um, let's see, how far off the coast was it? It was like oh, how many kilometers did it say? Well, actually, I don't know if I don't know if it's sunk yet or not. So the other the other thing is like if it didn't sink and it's just sitting there, which is like the pictures that I saw, like it was just sitting there and there was just you know smoke and fire coming out of it. You just go get an empty container ship, send it out there with them fucking cranes, and so just stop, just start offloading the containers. containers. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say. Hmm. Or at least not in this article. Maybe uh, container ship. Portugal, Portugal cars. Uh, Burnt out cargo ship Porsches. How about that? Let's see. Off the Azores archipelago. Do do do. Caused the fire in rough seas. Oh, okay. So they tried to tow it, and when they started towing it, it sank because it lost its stability, and then it. And then it toppled. That sucks. So it's do, 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 no oil leaks have been reported, but the fuel tanks could be damaged on the vessel. And they're basically at the bottom of the, they're 2.17 miles down on the bottom oh. of the Atlantic. Uh, yeah. You're not getting that back. I mean, unless you got one of those, um, what was that? What was that thing that um, that Avatar director had? The little deep sea diver. Oh yeah, submersible. The submersible. Unless you got one of those that can, you know, crane out a fucking. Well, so with that, what you do is you would just you would have the ship there with you know ten miles of fucking cable, and the submersible is what you use to attach. So you get like four submersibles that are all drawing cable. Basically, have like, let's say, um, and just winch it out. Yeah, and you get the submersible down to hook up the container, and then once the container's hooked up, you know, you pull on it, and then okay, and then you just start fucking pulling the containers up. Well, I guess I mean it is underwater, so it's not as heavy as it would be. Right, and then so once you get it up closer to the top, what you do is you, as you get it up there, then. Then you go, but it, like everything is, is soaking. Like there, there's not going to be any salvage of the cars. And all of that pressure. I mean, it's right. Two like miles down. Two and there. a half miles. Like that's, that shit's gone. Yeah. It's crazy. Pretty nuts, man. What do you got, Dad? Uh, runaway tire strikes police cruisers windshield in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> So the picture of this, the the still photo of this is like, it looks like the cops in the median and there's just this giant like truck tire bouncing. <laughs> so it's in mid bounce, just coming right at the windshield of this car. Uh, what, what site did you find this on? Still on UPI. UPI. Okay. Yeah. Like he's in, he's in the median in an intersection overlooking an overpass. Here, here's the audio on it. 
or is the apparently there's an audio. So how did this happen? Oh shit! Wait, back that up. <laughs> wait, go back. Go back. Hold on, I'm trying to find this thing. Oh shit! Yeah, this comes off of like a Toyota Tundra. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this and get some audio here. So, I don't think there's any audio because it's a dash cam. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so he's sitting in the median, and. And you'll see, like, the tundra comes up, just crosses the intersection, and the tire pops off. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> like, Dude, yeah. Okay, so for all those that are listening, car, like, for all those that are listening, what's going on here is there is a raised median that's about a car's width wide. and there's Just big two, enough for, like, a police cruiser to sit in. Right, emergency vehicles, what have you. And there's two lanes on either side. And basically, there's a highway overpass that's beyond the light. And at the intersection, there's this truck that's turning left across the lanes to the cruiser's right-hand side. And as they turn, the tire comes, the entire wheel with the tire comes off the front of this truck. Well, it's not the car that's turning, it's the tundra in the left lane. Watch the video again. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it goes. Oh, damn. Okay, so it is. It's it's a truck that passes through the intersection and is coming straight at the cruiser. And it comes off the back of this Tundra and it just bounces right up into the windshield of this police cruiser. That's fucking crazy. Cruiser suffered extensive damage, but both officers and the driver of the truck were not injured. The department said the tire bounced away from the road without striking any other vehicles. So it just took out the cop car. <laughs> hey, man. That's what you got police cruisers for, right? Ride it all right. off. But it's like it's... Cr- that's not saying like I had to, I wanted to see where the tire was coming from. I'm like, where the fuck that? And just as that Tundra pulls into the, oh no, is that a Tundra? Or is that a Ford? I mean, if it's a Ford, why are, why are, is, why is anybody surprised? Right. Uh, let's hey, see. Our, my Explorer was a great No, car. that's, that's a GMC. If you look at the grill, you can see. That's a Ford grill. That's not a GMC grill. That's a Ford grill. That is a GMC. Okay, let me blow it up. Oh, shit, you're right. It is a GMC. I was Let's still looking see. at the... But it, like, just as he's coming into the intersection, God, that thing tinks, it takes a huge bounce when it hits that fucking medium that the It does. Are. That's so crazy. That's like a... That's like a Sierra or something. That's like a 1500 or like a 2500. Yeah. But that's crazy. It's like he he literally crosses over the crosswalk and the tire just pops off. <laughs> Bam! Uh, I saw that one. I was like, oh, I got it. Like that. That's a cool it. video, though, man. Craziness. So yeah. I mean, you got to think about that though. Like, 
how bad was that wheel bearing making a sound that you just fucking ignored it until your wheel popped off? Yeah, man. I mean, either that or it was improperly installed, right? But still, it would be making noise or it would be vibrating. Like the, the only way to shear off an axle like that is through constant wear and pressure. Right. So, you know, or unless like something happened and he went and had it repaired, you know, giant air quotes there. <laughs> oh man. Okay. What do you got? Uh, let's see. Hold on. I got to get up my word document here. Word. Word rigs. Oh, here we go. Okay. Garage. So there's, there's a ton, there's a ton of news about, uh, uh, the U- Ukraine war going on right now. Of course. Um, but there's a bunch of really like, there's a bunch of really dipshit, um, sanctions that are coming up. And so I've got a couple of stories about like silly little sanctions that people are doing. Okay. And like so, in other countries or other companies. Yeah. So there's a Canadian diner, uh, called Leroy Giuseppe in Canada that renames poutine because it sounds too much like Putin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and apparently they, uh, they renamed what are they it, calling it La Frita Fromage, which is but isn't poutine in French. It's yeah, it's La Frita Fromage sauce. So the fry cheese gravy is the literal yeah. translation. And apparently they posted it on Facebook and there, and everybody in Canada was like, you motherfuckers, how dare right? you? And apparently they got a bunch of death threats and, and, and backtracked it. Back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's literally like changing the name of maple syrup. <laughs> you know, that's like the national food of Canada. Oh man. By the way, it's delicious. I'm just saying. I mean, poutine is fucking tasty, dude. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like, if they've got the right, um, what do you call them? The cheese, the cheese curds. The right cheese curds. You got the right cheese curds, man. Oh, and the gravy's good. Come on, dude. Well, the gravy makes it all. Like if the gravy is just shit fucking brown gravy with no real, real flavor to it. You're, yeah. Yeah. If it's like that. It's that nice brown, like sausage gravy, or like yeah. a nice beef gravy. Ooh. Come on, dude. And the, like it's one of those few things that like I would actually eat dairy for again. Oh, for sure. Like I'm gonna suffer, but I'm gonna love it. There's only a couple of things that I'll do that for. You know, like a good pizza, I'll suffer. Um, occasionally some ice cream, I'll suffer. You know, but with the oat ice cream now, like they're. I still haven't found a good uh, pistachio ice cream. That is like a substitute. Oh, wait. Like pistachio. God, they were, they were doing a top 10 and uh, it was like ice cream flavors and pistachio was like number four. Like, oh, dude, fucking it's pistachio. So, so good. So good, man. Pistachio I mean, I like it, and but... mint chocolate chip. Absolutely my favorites. You realize that you're 
a fucking eight-year-old kid, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And if they could combine them, pistachio, mint, chocolate chip, oh. <laughs> oh. If there's any, if, they're, if Ben and Jerry's is listening right now, come on, guys. Right. So are you a green mint chocolate chip or are you a traditional, are you the traditional green or do you go with the non um, That's a good question. I guess I would go with green if I could have my pick. But I, I've had some non-green mint chocolate chips that are pretty phenomenal. good. Yeah. I mean, like you go into a place like Cold Stone, like they don't, they don't typically make green mint chocolate chips. I guess if, if it was green, I would want it to be, because sometimes they just add a dye. Yeah. And you're like, come on, man. I mean, if it's not going to be, if it's not going to be green because it's really got mint in it, then what the fuck are we doing here? That's not where the color comes from. Like I, you would think it would, right? It, it, it actually doesn't like, because what their flavor, when, even if you like got an all natural one, yeah, the base, the color comes to the base of the ice cream. Hmm. So like if you go to like high end ice cream shops and they make their own mint chocolate chip, yeah, you know, they're putting in the mint leaves, but when you look at it, it doesn't dye the ice cream. Right. There's just like little bits of, yeah. It's chopped up like, I mean, cause I mean, think about it. Like when you're chopping up any sort of, um, mint or thyme or basil or any like, it doesn't leave green dye on the cutting board. That's not how leaves work. Right. It would only be if like you were making an oil you would have to, or a sauce. Yeah. Like you would have to boil it down you'd have to like reduce it. And even then you'd have to do it like you'd have to make some kind of sugary base or some kind of yep. cream base or something like exactly. that. Some kind of butter or something, an oil. That's why, so that's why I like, they add the dye because, you know, again, misconception of how things actually work when you cook. Well, then you know what? In that case, man, fuck it. I don't want the green. <laughs> I like it. Dude, if, if I'm going for it, like, it's eye candy is really what it is. Like I want the mint. Right. I want See, the- this is why I like the pistachio. Right? Because you actually get the green color from the pistachio. Oh, there you go. And then you add it to the mint. So you it's like two birds, one stone. Come on, Ben and Jerry's. Where the fuck you at? I want ben it, man. Like this is where you go to, um, what's the oat one? What's that? What's the company name? Um, soya delicious because they make different, you know, they, they, they do soy, they do, um, uh, cashew. Oatly. And oh, what's the other one? Planet Oat. Planet Oat. Like they're, they're all out there. Like you just start submitting like, you know, here's a fantastic flavor idea for you. Goddamn advertisements. My favorite ice cream of all time is Rocky Road. Well, Goo Goo Cluster, really. But Goo Goo Cluster is so hard to get. And no way am I ever getting that flavor in an oat ice cream. Right. Um, I'll be right back. I'm going to the bathroom. All right. Well, while he's away, we're going to talk about my pick. Well, so let's, on the ice cream tip, like, for those that actually listen to our podcast, 
you should uh, let us know what some of your favorite ice cream flavors are. I mean, I, of course, love Goo Goo Cluster when you can find it. Um, or, you know, Rocky Road, a traditional Rocky Road is amazing. Something about marshmallows and chocolate ice cream that just go together. And then top with some, you know, peanuts or caramel or something. Just makes, uh, to me, like I want all of the add, you know, all the things that you would add to ice cream, but I want it pre-done into the ice cream. I don't want to have to do the work myself. So I don't want to like drizzle caramel over my ice cream and top it with cherries and all like, I don't want to do that stuff. I want it to just be pre-done for me in a really good flavored ice cream. That way I don't have to do any of the legwork, but I get the end result I want. Which is also why it's really nice to go to places like Cold Stone where you just basically tell them, hey, I want you to do this flavor with ice cream with this additive and you know stuff like that and they sit there and hand make the ice cream for you. It's expensive for sure, but well worth it. Unfortunately, here in Seattle, most of the Cold Stones have gone away. Um, I think there's one in Puyallup. And I think there's one in Bellevue. I don't think they're around anymore. Let's find out. Cold Stone. All right, I'm back. <clears throat> we still on. You were uh, we're still that whole on ice time, cream. Right? What? You were recording that whole time, right? Yeah, I didn't stop recording. Okay, I was just talking about uh, ice cream. So yeah, there's one in there's one in Bellevue, one in Tequila. Really? There's a. Cold Stone, and that's it. There's not, uh, there's not that one at um, Alderwood anymore. No, it shut down. What? Uh, oh, there's a few more then. So we have Tequila, Bellevue, Redmond, Issaquah, Woodenville, Kent. That seems weird. Oh, it says the one in Linwood's still there. Hey, all right. Federal Way, Puyallup, Mill Creek. So really what I'm seeing here is, for the most part, they're basically in the higher-end neighborhoods. One in Marysville, weird. Yeah, but the one in Everett's gone. I knew that one closed. All right, so my next pick is going to be uh, Mayor quits after saying ice shanties may bring prostitution. What? <laughs> this one was just so weird. I had to, like, I, I'm like, this is going to be, this has to go in here because I haven't even read the article. I just, I read the headline. Ice shanties? Mayor quits after saying ice shanties may bring prostitution. I don't understand. What's on, an ice shanty? On Valentine's Day. So this is on, this is on uh, Stephanie's birthday. Uh, let's see. Hudson Mayor Craig Schubert said in his resignation later that his comments at a city council meeting had been misinterpreted. Let's see. Okay, so that's the second. The mayor who suggested that allowing ice fishing shanties on a lake could lead to prostitution resigned Monday after days of being mocked and drawing national attention, you think? 
my attempt to inject a bit of dry humor to make a point about this in the midst of a cold, snowy February was grossly misunderstood. During the discussion about whether to permit people to fish on the frozen city lake oh. last week, Schubert said he wanted to raise some data points. Does someone come back next year and say, I want an ice shanty? Oh, not a shanty as a two. Okay. Right, right. An ice shanty is a shack uh, that they put on a frozen lake. Okay, that makes a. I read it as a shanty, as in like a you know seafaring tune. No, it's it's like a small cabin that's yeah, got like bunks it's a, and heat. Yeah, it's that it slides out on the ice and it's got a hole in the middle and you can change. Actually, there's a great um, episode of How I Met Your Mother. Um, I think it's No Reservations. Where, oh yeah, where Anthony, Anthony Bourdain goes out on. He goes up to like. Uh, uh, like Toronto or something like that with um, one of these French chefs that's up there and they go out onto an ice shanty and they, they fish and they eat fondue and he has like this big old cabin that's out there. Well, not big, but it's, it's a fancy ass cabin out on the lake. So they're, they're pretty cool actually. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can, you can get them where they're basically like, you know, five by five sheds big enough for like two guys in a fucking space heater to be in there, you know, sitting on coolers, drinking beer and fishing. And then you can get like the really big ones that are like 12 by 12 and basically making an entire fucking weekend out of putting a pole through the ice hole. But here, here's his actual comment. Uh, does someone come back next year and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson spring park for, X amount of time and if you then allow ice fishing with shanties then that leads to another problem prostitution now you've got the police chief and the police department involved I mean that's a big leap right because you know the, you, I mean you, the first off the assumption is uh, I, this man has obviously never done any sort of research and I'll put giant air quotes into research uh, around prostitution because like actual street walkers go where there's high traffic. You right. really think that you're booming ice fishing <laughs> <laughs> like this is where the prostitutes are going to be wanting to walk. Hell no. Yeah. It seems like it's a, um, seems like it's a pretty, pretty narrow amount of customers. Right. I feel, like, I feel like a prostitute is a high volume business. So, right. You need a lot of turnover. <laughs> hey, Oh, uh, pun intended there. Uh, and like these, these shacks are pretty small, man. They're small. They're, I mean, you're right. Again, you know, they're, they're like six by six, eight by yeah. 10. You know, some of them are like, are like real friggin' small, man. Like, yeah, they're big, a lot. Most of them, most of the ones that people are going to be able to afford that go ice fishing are going to be these like five by five, six by six, friggin' little sheds yeah. that are just big enough for two grown men, a couple coolers, and a bucket to piss in. 
and that's it with a space heater. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, there, these aren't fucking. I mean, I, I guess you could bang in one of these, but but again, by you're, that logic, you could bang in your car. You like, you can right. do and you're in the middle of a fucking tundra. You're on a frozen lake. What are you gonna do? Right. You 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 gonna walk out to the to your next cut? I mean, <laughs> that's my point. Like, streetwalkers are not gonna be walking this street, man. Like, it ain't happening. Yeah. So I just thought, like, and again, my mind, I went to shanty as in an old timey, you know, nautical tune, not on a shack. Right. So you're thinking like. I'm like, what? We're There's, singing tunes and it's going to bring the prostitution? What is this? Some sort of like, where, where is this tune? How, how can I sing this tune? <laughs> nice. But even that, I mean, even like the actual shed shanty, like you're a fucking idiot. You deserve, like, <laughs> the city council had to have gone to him like, dude, you are so <laughs> fucking dumb. We cannot in good conscience let you continue to be mayor. We're going to give you the opportunity to step down. Otherwise we're going to fucking have you, you know, whatever it is to get him. It's not disbarred, but like, you know, impeached as impeached, mayor. Yeah. What a jackass. Yeah. Like that had, like that had to have been the city council had to have gone to him. Like, no, nah. sorry, bro, Paul. you're fired. <laughs> Pack your shit. Get the fuck out of our town. Like you don't to live here anymore. You're so fucking stupid. Oh man, they make they're making him sell his house. They're making him sell his house. I'm just saying, like I would. I'd be like, dude, you gotta leave. You gotta go. Go to fucking Newark. <laughs> oh, this was in Ohio. Sorry, oh, it's, an, oh, I, it's I, not I, in Canada. Jersey. Or oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's in Ohio. That's in like. I mean, still, man, you're you're out on the Great Lakes, you know, in the middle of. In the in the middle of winter. Like like well, like, again, like I get it, as, especially out there, as like a streetwalker, you're gonna freeze your ass off. Right, like the the asset that people are coming that that are are purchasing from you will be frozen, off. Right, literally. Like you, you won't have an ass anymore. It'll just be a place where your legs meet. <laughs> oh, what a dumbass! You. you can go to Indiana now. Like you don't, you don't get to fucking live in the state anymore. That's a technical foul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait. What you got? Oh, I got a great. It's another one of these. Um, one another one of these Russia stories. Of course. Okay. So a um, Russian stock investment, uh, a Russian stock investor toasts to the end of the Russian stock market on, <laughs> on live television. Here we go. I'll play this for you. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay, hold on. I got to pull up the... Uh, I got to pull up a different video of this. Well, actually, I can't. I won't even bother finding it. But, um, yeah, this guy, this guy basically says on live television, 
he's asked a question like, what are you going to do now that it looks like the stock market is collapsing? He's like, well, I guess I'll go back to being Santa. I'll be, I'll go back to being a holiday Santa. And, <laughs> um, she's like, well, that's, I mean, what, what are you really going to do? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. And he reaches down under the desk and pulls out uh, a bottle of sparkling water. And he goes, here's to you. Uh, what does he say exactly? Um, do, 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 do. Jokes aside, let's get this done quickly. I send my regards to Sergei Usachenko, who drank 13 years ago to the death of the stock market. Today, I drink soda. Dear stock market, you were close to us and interesting. Rest in peace, dear comrade. Well, I guess that's better than, you know, jumping out of buildings and committing suicide like they did in, you know, the stock market, stock market, stock market crash of 1929. Yeah, so the Russian stock market has been closed for five days. Um, Who knew Russia had their own stock exchange? I mean, like, every I didn't. country has, well, not every country, but a lot of countries have their own stock exchanges. So you're saying like France has their own stock exchange? Yes. Really? Yes. Tons of countries have their own stock exchange. I did not know that. I knew about Japan and I knew about the two here in the US, the S&P and yeah, Japan uh, and that and um I mean ours and London's are probably the biggest. There's a well, London Maybe I knew that one. Us, London, and probably the Nordic countries, I would assume. Because actually, I think I think Denmark was the first country to ever have a stock exchange. Well, leave it to the Danes. And then it was the, the English. Or either the English or the French. Can't remember which. It's so weird. Yes, but... Um, uh, the stock exchange in Russia has been closed for five days, and the ruble has has just been fucking plummeting. But <laughs> even worse than it was before, like the ruble was. Um, I mean, the ruble was getting better, but at this point, well, uh, let's, the, 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 let's there's a huge. Like, there's the a huge... ruble was going to go down because the entire country didn't believe in the war. Now, normally, when a country backs a war, the the dollar that um, your country is based on is going to go up because people are, are more interested in, in that, but they don't buy it. So the stock exchange closed, like, well, I mean, the stock exchange is, is closing because of all the sanctions, but well, yeah, the problem is that the world, uh, well, the problem is, is, or I, I guess the unintended consequences that could come from this are that Russia backs out of either the the typical swift communication system from the banks and just like buddies up to China and does all of their international exchanges through China, which basically makes most of the sanctions worthless anyway. Or... Yeah they completely back out of all of their foreign currencies because that's, that's really what the sanctions are. They're saying you can't exchange the ruble for dollars. You can't exchange it for euros. You can't exchange it for whatever. Right. And so if they 
do that, then basically Russia is left with like precious metals. And basically just going back to a gold standard, which kind of signals to all of the other countries in the world, well, you know, if the international community doesn't like what we're doing, are they going to shut off our access to the international well, markets? Shouldn't we now go back to a gold standard the same way that Russia might be doing so that we don't have to suffer the consequences of some dipshit dictator that ends up winning an election in our country? Well, then, but let's, I mean, let's be fair about this again. Not really what this podcast is designed for, but let's, I mean, Russia was given so many opportunities not to go into the Czech Republic. Um, right. They, they were given a, a lot of opportunities not to do what they were planning to do. Um, the, they were. The, like, qu- the question arises, were they good opportunities? I, the thing that, so like if you're going to do one of these, you know, one of these stories for this, the one that I always thought was, was funniest of all was that one of the first places that the Russian troops took back was Chernobyl. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, (laughs) like really, you want to take back Chernobyl? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Absolutely. Why? Um, a, you can cover up any fuckery that happened when Chernobyl actually collapsed there. They, Chernobyl has been investigated so heavily. Like there's right. I mean, it happened 30 years ago, right? It's been investigated heavily, but how heavily have the investigations been of people actually going into Chernobyl? Cause that's an expensive, those are expensive investigations. Right. But so I mean, to, that's, that's one of those things that the, the regulatory committee, the regulatory committees or community, I should say, which is mostly French. Just saying eh. the, the, the international nuclear regulatory committees are mostly, are mostly run by the French, at least well, nowadays. I'm just saying over the last 40 years, you know, whenever, when did Chernobyl happen? It was the seventies, wasn't it? Uh, Chernobyl. Was that the eighties? 86. Mm, Okay. So yeah, we're, we're approaching 40 years, right? 35 years ago. Um, you know, it, First off, like it was so bad, like you couldn't even go into that place. Yeah, the um, because of the fallout. Yeah, the uh, radiation, what was it, the the irradiated graphite that was like so hot it was basically melting through the facility and like melting through the ground. Yep. I mean, they had to go through and kill every single animal within like a 50 mile radius or something like that because all of the animals were irradiated and they were going to spread the radiation to other parts of Ukraine and Russia 
that'll literally go house to house and like kill cats and kill deer and shoot birds and shit like that. That's crazy. It's fucking nuts, man. Well, I wouldn't, I don't imagine that the deer, that first off, many of those animals are, I mean, there's animals are so like sensitive to that kind of shit anyways. Like the birds would have been like, nope, we're out. Gotta go. Right. But how, how much radiation are they carrying with them? Cause once, once the explosion happens, the radiation settles within like, I can't, I can't remember if it's like 20 minutes or if it's 20 hours, but it's, it's pretty quick. It's not super quick, but it's pretty quick. So, and, and again, it's, it's the Soviet Union. So they try to cover it up. They try to not take responsibility for it as soon as possible. And see, this is what I'm saying. So like, if you're looking for, so because of all these sanctions, Russia is going to be, they're not going to have access to nuclear materials on an international market. So the quickest way to find and source nuclear material, if you're looking to get nuclear material for say, like building new nukes, where are you going to go? Well, closest place to have access to them, Chernobyl. Yeah, but it's not like any of it. So you're talking about they're going to go and get the... They're going to dig up nuclear material and re-irradiate them to build ICBMs. Why wouldn't you? He's already threatened everybody with nukes. Why not expand the stockpile? Yeah. Or, again, their biggest export is energy. So if they're exporting all of their gas and their oil to the rest of the world, how much energy does that leave them for themselves? Quickest way to build a new nuclear plant, if that's what you're looking to do, is to source nuclear material. But if you're cut off from the international market, where are you going to get it? Nowhere. Go take back Chernobyl. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Strategically, it makes sense to me. Like, if I were it, one of his underlings and I was like, here's how we're going to do this, that's kind of the direction I would take it. Uh, so I don't see them taking over the facility because the facility is... No, the a, facility's fucked. But, the whole I mean, area if you're going the material, I would think that the regulatory committees have already removed all of the material. So there's really nothing there for them to get. Because that's my understanding know. is... There might, that, there might not be. I wouldn't, I mean, it's plausible that Russia had the secret stockpiles that nobody knew about. Because, see, I would think if, if the Soviet Union was so interested in making sure that nobody knew about it, which they did, they would have secret records that they didn't let anybody know about. Or at least they would try to keep certain records as secret as possible. Right. So I would think if there was anybody that did know about information like that, it would be, it would be Putin. Right. I mean, this is a guy that cut his teeth running the KGB in the eighties and nineties. 
For sure. Yeah. If there's anybody that knows Russia's dirty little secrets, it's him. It's going to be him. So I don't know. It makes a lot of sense to me. But anyways, this guy, this stock investor, he's basically like, yeah, the Russian stock market's blocked. And he, he drinks to it on live television. Well, I'm I'm out of I'm like I'm looking through now like I don't have any additional stuff so oh you don't I don't do you have a couple more yeah um my last my last Russia story uh the International Feline Federation bans all Russian breeds and registered cats from competition because <laughs> the cat community has so much pull over Putin I do th- this is what I'm saying like some of these sanctions are fucking dumb. Like, I get it. I get that, like, the war is fucked up. But banning Russian cats? From competition. From not compet- just, like, like, you're banning them. So if you live in the United States and have a Russian breed cat, so like a Russian yes. blue, which are gorgeous cats. A genuine Russian blue bred in Russia. Russian papers that no longer lives in Russia, that is no longer in Russia, but you own the cat. You bought the cat from a Russian breeder. You can't take that cat to a show. That's so funny. It's I did find so a new. I did find dumb. another one. So that's. I mean, that's a little ridiculous. Like, isn't it? I mean, like, what the fuck are you gonna do? You really think Putin gives a shit? You really think he gives a fuck? You really think like that's gonna be the straw that breaks the camel's back? Right. <laughs> oh, we gotta we stop know. this invasion. Like, like, we we can't know our cats are no longer being allowed. I have to. We have to pull out the Czech Republic. Like this is not good. Well, I, I, I don't see how this doesn't just like add one more thing to his logic of why he has to keep invading. Right. Because now it's like it's Russia versus the world. Like. They won't even let our cats into competition. Do you see? Don't you see? The world hates us. This is why we have to keep fighting. You realize what's going to happen? Like somebody's going to take Putin out. Like he's going to get assassinated. No, no, yep. he's not. Mark my words. He is not going to get assassinated. Mm-hmm. All of the oligarchs that were Western friendly, Putin had them assassinated a long fucking time ago. No, I understand that. It's not. It's not to get a Western-friendly politician in his place. It's to take his crazy ass out. I mean, and then when the next person comes in, then the world goes, "Okay, go ahead and pull out of the Czech Republic. Let's start doing this thing the right way." Like, come on, and give that person the opportunity. Putin's fucking drunk on power. Let's be let's be honest. I mean, he is a modern day megalomaniac. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, he's he's essentially he's essentially a Russian prince. Well, he's Russia's. I mean, what is it with fucking Russia? Is, is it all the fucking cold weather? How late am I? <laughs> oh, damn, Junior. How late am I? Holy Very. shit, buddy. <laughs> We've been we've been running for uh, an hour and four minutes now, bud. Right, like we were. Oh, we're wow. oh wow! <laughs> Listen, I told Unc I had church. Okay. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I, it, is, it is eleven o'clock, so I guess that makes sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's how long, what is it called? It's how long mass goes for. <laughs> right on, man. If you actually believe he was at church, you're very, very dumb. <laughs> well, hey, come on, man. It's, uh, how, how long does, wow, uh, wow, dude, I almost died. My relationship with God is my own. How, right. how long is Lent going on for? How, how much longer is it? I don't know. Lent's supposed to be for 40 days, but like, I don't know when that shit starts. Well, it's technically not exactly 40 days because you don't count the weekends. Ooh. How so, did that work? So Lent was supposed to be the, like you were supposed to, it's not like Jesus got the weekends off when he was wandering the desert for 40 fucking days. I th- well, it was I th- really more like 38 days. Let's be real. I think it's because you're supposed to keep the Sabbath. Right? So technically the Sabbath would be Sunday. So I, I don't know how the logic works there. I think it has there. to do with rounding up. Right. I no. It rounding up. <laughs> so it's, so it's, you're, it's, you're four, it's 40 weekdays. God, you can. So it could go on for like 47 days or 45 days or. Well, and I understand that what I'm saying is, is that it's silly. Yes. Completely. Well, <laughs> we won't, we won't go down this rabbit hole cause I'm going to piss off a lot of people about my views on religion, but uh, anyway. Okay. So wait, you got a, You got another story, Dan? I do. I just found uh, one. Where did it go? Uh, oh, Man upset over Canada's mask mandate threatens the wrong Ottawa. (laughs) (laughs) So he wanted to threaten Ottawa, Canada, but instead he threatened Ottawa, Ohio. An Ohio story, man. I'm just, something's wrong in the water in Ohio. Men who wanted to join the protests in Canada's capital over mask mandates called in a bomb threat so police would waste their time chasing it, authorities said, but he called the wrong Ottawa. Called a sheriff's office in, in, a, in the in a village, village of, in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> the man, okay, they're using the word man loosely here because he's fucking 20 years old. From Akron, Ohio, of course. I, I, I mean, let's put a pin in that right there. He's 20 fucking years old and doesn't know the difference between the United States and Canada. Well, I mean, to be fair, before we were very gracious to the French, it used to be ours. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make the assumption that this idiot fucking was going based off of the French and Indian War, like in, no. in his heart of hearts. In his heart, <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, that might have been the only war he knew about. Made might have also been the only war he didn't know about. So all I'm yeah. saying is that this goes right along with the when you see the Jimmys doing the man on the street stuff, or like, can you name a country? And uh, I just watched this one, um, and the they're like can you name any country? And they're like, some of these guys couldn't even pick out the United they're States. They're like Asia. You're like, Oh fuck, here we go. That's a and they're literally like, that's a continent. Africa. That's a continent. That's they couldn't even, I was about to say that I've, I've 
I've seen the exact same one, but for continents. Can you name more than one continent? And everybody just said the United States. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then, I mean, that, that's the kind of stupidity we have running rampant in this country. That's a technical foul. Oh, man. And this it's so funny because he's from Akron. So you'd think he would, like, call in the bomb threat and be like, wait, this area code is two counties over. Like, you, you would think that his phone would tell him. Well, I mean, outside of their own, who really knows any area codes anymore? For real? No, 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 no. But, like, doesn't your caller ID tell you where you're calling? Uh, yeah, because you're the one who put the number in. Right. So doesn't it t- <laughs> like like you dial you dial the number and it says like, you know, Springfield or you know. No, 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 no. Mine, mine doesn't. Mine will just say uh, Washington. You know, but I don't know. But still, like even that, it, you'd think you'd be calling like Canada, Marysville, but it tells but yeah. you you're calling Ohio instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like all you got to do is pay attention to the fucking. Maybe he's phone got a rotary using. phone, man. Cut him a break. <laughs> God damn it! This number's got too many nines in it. Fuck it, I give up. Uh, hang up. Let's start again. Hang up. I <laughs> hit it again. Hang up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm here. <laughs> Whatever fucking reason, my app closed. Oh I, man! Like it just. I, don't, I didn't even get a warning. I app. You know. Nothing. Wait, what? The soft phone app just closed. Just yeah, too much apps running. Well, I mean, my on a computer, phone, I doubt it. My soft phone is still up, and I can still hear both of you on the recording. So I think we're fine. No, no. What I'm saying is, my app just like froze up and closed for no reason. Might need an update. That's what tends to happen. Which one of us actually taught? computers in college uh well i'm, junior, I, I'm, I'm not I wasn't there when chris went but i'd imagine at some point he got in there and he got into college he didn't teach computers though <laughs> that's what you think that's what you think so Chris is Chris is employed by the <laughs> by the FBI. He's just knocking down people's IPs. <laughs> it's like a digital twenty-one Jones Street State University. Well, that would make sense. So I just I just think it's fucking hilarious. Like this is this is the quality of people we're putting out into the world that don't even know the difference between two separate cities having the same name in separate countries. Hey, man, I was pretty fucking stupid when I was 20. To be I'm fair, maybe it was an operator error. Maybe he called the operator, and he's like, can you connect me to Ottawa? Well, but that's like, yeah, sure, no problem. If you say, can you connect me to Ottawa, and you don't say Canada, <laughs> they're going to see they're where you're calling you from. the local and, Ottawa. Right. <laughs> like, like, that's how that shit works. Wait, is there even such a thing anymore, calling an operator? Yeah. Yeah, you can still, I'm pretty you sure you can still hit zero. Our, our customers do it. Our, I, we get customers that call us all the time. Like, oh, okay. We'll dial zero. Right. And like one of our customers that actually calls us will dial zero for us. And 
it'll be for like information about something else. Like, can you get me the phone number for my, I'm like, Google's your friend. <laughs> That's what I was about to say is like, how many of you guys remember calling the, uh, remember calling this, the Cineplex and trying to figure out when that movie was playing? <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, Fuck. yeah, for sure. Shut up, man! This is the third time I called. You just talked over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I would do is instead of calling the recording, it was out. I always get the direct number to the location just so I could call and say, "Hey, what time is the whatever playing?" <laughs> and like, dude, this is like the seventeenth time you've decided to watch <laughs> basketball. Not like, bad. I actually just like the waiting song that you guys put on. Right. <laughs> 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 like a uh, one-handed warm-up. All right, I got I got one here about a uh, a prison in Thailand. Oh, jeez. It's called a uh, Kukikai. It's a chicken poop prison that the French <laughs> built. <laughs> what? It's called Kukikai, and it's called it, it translates to chicken poop prison. Holy shit! And it was built in 1893 by the French. And what they would do is they would put the prisoners on the ground floor, and then there would be a chicken coop on a uh, on a floor above it, but it was separated by a basically like a graded platform, so that when the chickens pooped it would fall through down oh. onto the prisoners below. Jesus. And cruel and unusual punishment. Yes. General, we have the prisoners. The chickens are ready to poop. Shall I release them? Yes, sir. <laughs> Let them have the feces. <laughs> this seems like a punishment in hell, like Yes. <laughs> Only the friends would think of something so passive yet terrible. Right. <laughs> Let's see. We do not want to beat them, but we have all these chickens. I say we put them above. <laughs> and apparently it was used to lock up locals who resisted the French occupation. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, like... Scream French more so passively terrible. Can you imagine like getting out of the chicken shit prison and you go back to your buddies and they're like, dude, two years for, you know, not selling some fruits to a French guy. Like, what did they do? And they're like, dude, they shat on me for two years. They're like, what? Like, yeah, man, put chicken poop all over me for two years. I'm going to be honest, at the end, I was just dude, you're not going, I'm. Fuck you. You are not telling any of your friends or family that you were locked up in the chicken shit prison. Oh, yeah, you are. Already no, know. you are real. not. Yeah, you... It, it, dude, if Shane came to me and said that he had to fucking spend a month in the chicken shit prison, those jokes are never fucking stopping. No, 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 no. I don't think they took it as a joke, man. I think this built up more resentment towards the French. No, I get it. I mean, what a better way to I, have a revolution than to say, like... They shat on us. They literally shat on us. I I, I get it, but I nope. I'm I, I was in a terrible French prison. Prison. I'm nope. I don't, I don't talk about my time in prison. Where were you? <laughs> I don't know. They had me blindfolded. I never knew where I was at. What were your times like? He I'm, got his butt touched. Yep, that's exactly what happened. I got my butt touched. That's right. it. Don't <laughs> ask any more questions. That's the normal prison shit that happened in there. 
All, that's all the stuff that you about it, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Nothing else happened. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing I, but a hedge. I definitely didn't get pooped on by chickens. What? Right. Nothing. Like uh-huh. I, I never. That's a weird. That's a weird thing to bring up. <laughs> for two years. It's not happening. Nope. Ne- you're never. Finding I know it. it's a weird thing to bring up. I'm just saying ahead of time. That's not what happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and then and then when it gets out, you're like, oh, did you hear? There was the the chicken poop prison. Were you there? Nope. Didn't even know about there was a thing. Nope. Really? That's weird. That's crazy. Where was it at? <laughs> oh, there was a, like, you're never finding out that I was in that chicken shit prison. I don't care. You're never, because, again, I I surround myself with people that are just like me, and I know my fucking friends, and they would not let me fucking live that shit down. Literally. <laughs> Going out for dinner. You want to come? What are we having? Chicken. 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 <laughs> Chicken like and I, pudding. Chicken. And <laughs> like I, I mean, I would go so far as to like, you know, leave chicken covered in gravy and shit on their car. What like, are we having for breakfast? Eggs. Eggs. Like, <laughs> I, I would. So no, like I, nope, you, nope. Never find out that I was in chicken shit prison. <laughs> no, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good point, though. I wonder how many times that like a chicken just like laid an egg. How big were the holes? Were they big enough for them to get an egg through? Probably. Did they get lucky every once in a while and didn't get shit on and got an egg instead? Yeah, but you you imagine like that hitting you in the head instead of the chicken shit? No, you know that they were staring up. Let's be real. You know <laughs> that they were staring right, up, waiting for that fucking it. egg. You'd have to sit there and like. You know, hope that either you're in a spot where they don't poop on you or you're constantly looking up to make sure that you can dip, dodge, dive, duck, and because, dodge. Because chickens, if possible, are actually very clean. Play dodgeball. So, I mean, if they had, if the chickens had the room to be able to poop in one area and only nest in another, I mean, somebody figured it out. Chickens don't do that. That is a friend. You, that you is a friend. We're like, here is your nesting box, fifteen feet above the holes. Don't forget to nest here, so we can have eggs in the morning. <laughs> chickens will, will like, they just they're like cows. Like the minute they have to shit, they're gonna shit right there. Like they don't go anywhere. They're it's not. It's the like, same with eggs. It's the same with eggs. If they want to lay an egg, they're just gonna drop a fucking egg. No eggs. They will actually nest. Like they yeah, they prefer to nest their eggs, but I am telling you, chickens will fucking drop an egg in the middle of fucking nowhere if they got to drop an egg. <laughs> See, what I don't... New what, euphemism for going to the bathroom. I what I don't get egg. is... <laughs> gotta is drop an egg, dude. <laughs> how they designed it. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Like, were the holes big enough for an egg to get through, or were they just big enough for the shit to drip down? No, see, what what I'm thinking is that <clears throat> if the second floor is a chicken coop, that means there has to be access to the second floor for the guards. So I'm pretty sure what happened is the guards would have to shovel it down themselves. Uh, I'm just thinking uh, building-wise it would be smarter to build something like... Uh like a bamboo floor where it's, you know, got little cracks and slits 
or a or a, or a wide plank floor, big old holes and shit. See now, if I was in, it would be something like that, like wide bare <laughs> bamboo floors. But I, and I'd let the chicken shit pile up for a couple of days, and then I'd go in there with a hose and hose it down. Oh, now see, here's what I'm thinking of. It's an open, it's an open floor, and what you have on the outside on the second floor is like an outer ring where the chicken coop is at. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I then, know what you're saying, but think about that. They wouldn't it. risk the prisoners having an open top. They just fucking, they just throw a grate over the top of them. And why not just put the chickens in there? More concentration of chicken shit. Well, how, how, do, they, how do you keep the chickens from falling through? Well, or from hurting I mean, themselves. The smartest or, animal on the planet. So, like, this is what they're, I'm saying. Like, it could be a grate, but you don't let the chickens go out there because then they'll fall through. Or they'll hurt themselves. Right, which is why I was saying it was probably wood planks, right? Where they'd have a quarter inch of gap or whatever. They didn't give a shit about chicken health. No, but you got to remember, the the chicken is the torture device. So you don't want to ruin the device. Okay, well... (laughs) <laughs> we gotta get pictures of this place. Write that down. We're getting pictures. Dude, it, We're gonna it's, talk about it next it's week. just it's a <laughs> it's a big rectangular brick building. Oh, so then they had to have had fucking wood floors. Let's be real. Well, uh, th- they had I know. to have been wood floors. I know. They but wouldn't have how... done it great, like you're saying. The chickens would have fell through. It had to have been wood. That's what would have been locally accessible. That's what most of the floors would have been made out of. No, no. And but... gappage back then, when you built floors. In like a wood cabin back then, you had to make your gaps bigger exactly for that reason, so you could sweep all the dust down, all the dirt down. No, but like if you look at the pictures of the inside, it looks like there is a second floor that is like an outer ring. Because well, you really. can't, you can't, you can't climb up the inside of this wall. Not unless you're like ten thousand zombies, you know stacking up on top of each other trying to get into Israel. Right. Okay, yeah, I know what he's talking about. This literally looks like an old, like, fucking, like, a medieval tower, like a little watchtower, probably about fucking 15 to 20 feet high. Yeah. Just stone. That's what I'm saying. I think the Frenchmen were just throwing shit on these guys. Damn. Another reason why you would never know that I was at chicken shit prison. <laughs> all right. That's all the stories I got. That's all the stories I got. That's crazy. I'm going to be honest. I didn't realize that this is the one that we were shooting today. <laughs> That's why I sent you the message last night. No, you didn't. Uh-huh. No, you didn't. If you did, I was drunk by then. Uh-huh. That makes sense. I'm I'm just what I'm putting my claim out in. Uh-huh. Uh that's a story and you're sticking to it, Dad. Well uh-huh. well the only one the only one that I even seen this week and it wasn't like some crazy side story, I'm pretty sure it was on the main fucking thing, was uh it was like fifteen inmates from Rikers that died in twenty twenty one. And Well it's just weird that all fucking fifteen of them died in twenty twenty one. Is that an unusual amount of deaths in a prison? What, what's that? Is that an unusual amount of deaths in a prison? I'm pretty sure Rikers Island is closed. Right? Rikers? No. Oh, am I thinking of fucking Alcatraz? Obviously. You're thinking of Alcatraz? That's in San Francisco, not New York. 
Wait, did they reopen Alcatraz? No. Uh, okay, hold on. Zero's die. Well, I made um hmm. Uh, some you know, it's some COVID bullshit. That's what it is. Yeah, I was thinking it was something crazy because I had only seen the fucking headline. I was like, oh, that's nuts. Why did all fifteen of them die in the same fucking year? Well, like they were yeah, released prisoners like, or something, and it's some fucking any sort of vengeful ghost coming after the prisoners of Rikers Island. Hey, stay in there. Vengeful ghosts are like, nope, I want to get sucked off. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, do you guys watch ghosts? Uh, that's that new show with the on CBS, the one with the the couple that lives in the haunted house and the one lady and she, she can see all the ghosts. All the ghosts. Yeah. So when a ghost transitions is no longer on the earthly plane and they actually transition up into heaven or to the next realm, the ghosts call it getting sucked off. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, you guys are talking about that fucking where they're all in the one house. Yes. Right. Oh God. I can see all the ghosts that have have been on the, on the property for, you know, hundreds of years. That's cool. That's funny. Getting sucked off. <laughs> Getting sucked off. <laughs> <laughs> it's <clears throat> and the one guy from the eighties is like Um, the first time that she hears the like getting sucked off thing, she's like, Wait, that doesn't it's like, come on. Don't tell them. This is the only thing I got. Like, <laughs> what they want to call it? That's what we're calling it. Like, don't tell them. Don't ruin it. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> it's a hilarious show. It's it. They've they've allowed because of the characters and the and the fact that all the ghosts have been on the property for hundreds of years, but they all have the same personality and the same social hangups that they did is how the show is getting around being politically incorrect with shit. It's hilarious. Oh, okay. Right. So like the, the lady that was the robber baron that actually owned the property and built the house. She always talks about how, you know, women are um, inferior and they have, you know, tiny woman brains and shit like that. (laughs) Oh, geez. Uh, they're not allowed to vote, and it's so fucking funny. Wait, so she's yeah. a female robber baron, and she's... Well, her hus- her and her husband were robber barons. Oh, okay. Um, And then she, you know, like, she built, they built the property, they built up on the property, and they were legit robber barons, and, but she still has this, you know, very like you know women have small you know unintelligent brains and don't ask me things like this obviously that character is going to start growing as you know they're actually going to start developing that character more right you bring her up to modern times but when you're li- you know when you're watching it like all these little quips about how inferior women are keep popping up and it's, it's just fucking funny Okay, we got to wrap this up. It's getting running along in the tooth. Oh, 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 oh.
right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, quick, quick note. I don't know if you guys heard about fucking Disney's new line system, though. They uh, they completely threw out their 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 old line system, which did have a little bit of a a little bit of a bump if you uh, paid the extra money. But now they completely threw that out for this new line system called the Genie Plus, uh, <laughs> where it's I guess it's like extremely expensive to be able to get it, but it basically just lets you jump right to the straight of the line. So all these people, like all these normal people who have probably saved, I don't know, a year, two years, three years, five years, whatever, to be able to take their family to fucking Disney World is just getting shit on by these people who go all the fucking time. Um, all right. <laughs> this is a quote a family from, of, from one A of family them. of four could pay an additional 60 to 240 a day on top of the price of admission to simply cut a few lines. The happiest place on earth. This app has made my life a living hell. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's great. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that was funny as well. <laughs> well, it sounds like Disney's getting into the microtransaction game. Well, they've had the app. They've had an app for a really long time, but the way that they completely revamped it, it just pretty much screwed everybody else. Like I said. The they're, they're just they're just wanting those those premium members. Yeah, the verdict <laughs> well, I mean, from local parks. If I was on Disney, that's what I would do. Is I would yeah. like, oh yeah, like here's the fee, and then you can pay an additional fee on top of that to like cut the line so that you can go to the front of one particular ride right away. Why not just make it a different line altogether? Well, that's what's going to happen. Just make it a different line altogether. That way, those people, I mean, obviously, they're not going to all get on first, but it's going to be one and one. Boom, 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 boom. Like a zipper. Merge them like a zipper. But, yeah, uh, that's not profitable. Just, yeah, that's what I was about to say. They're just grabbing for the money. They want to see how many people they can convert before they got to do that. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. All righty, everybody. That's our show. We'll, uh, um, are we going to do another one next weekend? Uh, next week should be, uh, next weekend will be a uh, regular top 10 podcast. Okay. So, uh, two weekends from now. So what the 20th? No, I'm not looking at a calendar. I am. So, uh, two weeks from now would be, uh, the 20th. Sunday, the 20th. Does that sound good? That works for me. Yeah. All right. Sounds great. Alrighty. Um, Dad, are, are we going to bring Junior in for top 10 as well? Yeah. Ava's out, remember? Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, what's what's the topic again for? Fuck, I don't remember. God damn, you're supposed to write this shit. Drinks. Down. Drinks, virgin, and alcohol. Oh, that's oh, right. That's drinks. Right. Yeah, drinks. drinks. Yeah, okay. So, uh, right. And, and anybody... I'm pretty sure we settled on virgin first. It's always right, the virgin Buster? first. Always, yeah, always. Yeah. Mm. All right, everybody. I'm getting out of here. All right. Later. Peace.